The West Virginia hills are a sunny and rustic place to while away a tranquil afternoon on a long and lazy summer day. Perpetual birdsong filters through the trees, and the lazily shifting sun paints the rugged landscape with myriad indolently shifting patterns of light and shadow. Overall, it's an ideal place to get away from the hustle and bustle of the modern world. That had been the impression that had been foremost in James Summers' mind when he had ended his modestly successful career as a Boston architect and had moved down south for what he intended to be an uneventful retirement. The first three months in the hills had pretty much followed his plan. Summers did considerable fishing, took up oil painting, and made occasional contact with the few neighbors who lived several miles down the ridge where his cabin perched. Other than this, he was seldom seen in the town of Selkirk. In retrospect, this should possibly have struck the locals as odd. It was summer's 94th evening in the Highlands when he first noticed the peculiar sound. Summers was sitting on his front porch, watching the late afternoon sky shift from azure to pinkish purple and coaxing his venerable pipe to glowing life when something penetrated into his unconscious mind. At first, Summers wasn't certain just what it was that was different about this particular evening. He finished lighting the pipe and leaned forward in his chair, an intricate web of lines of concentration spreading across his broad forehead. The elderly man swept the small clearing surrounding his cabin with still keen eyes. Nothing seemed amiss. Then the sound returned, this time loud enough to fully register on his senses. The old man rose to lean over the railing. From this position, he could see down the irregular path through the trees, which was the sole approach to his lonely cabin. The peculiar sound swelled, died away, and then resumed climbing raggedly up the scale. It sounded as if someone who was evidently breathtakingly tone-deaf was making his way at a leisurely pace along the trail, whistling at the top of his lungs. Summers listened to the piping tone steadily growing more pronounced as it again rose to an almost painful keening and then dipped to a lower, more tolerable pitch. Tolerable, yes, but the intrusive sound still got on his nerves. He dropped back a pace and strained his eyes, trying to locate the approaching whistler. Several seconds passed as the sound repeated itself and grew steadily louder. Summers shifted nervously. There was nobody visible on the cleared path through the timber. Summers blinked and raised one quivering hand to stroke the harsh angle of his stubbled jaw. Now that he'd had time to analyze the eerie keening, it wasn't so much whistling as he searched in vain for just the right word, more of a wailing. No, he mentally corrected himself. That wasn't the right term either. 